Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. Good morning. Welcome. This is WISN's Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Joining us in studio live as well is John White. John, welcome back. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, John. Good to see you. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fantastic. Belated happy birthday to you, Jeff. Thanks. It's a big deal. I know, I know, but I had to say, you got to say happy birthday to your friends, right? Well, I appreciate it. It was a fun time. Yeah, Spencer said you're in the wrong chair. Normally, you sit over here. <laughs> no, John's going to run the show today. Oh, John's going to run things. Yeah. Well, John, then let's get started. Uh, this show is live, so if you've got a question about your retirement, and Jeff, I guess we'll start there. For people new to the program, or maybe join us every now and then, your niche is retirement planning. Well, if you're close to already in retirement, you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets. If you have a million dollars, $2 million, $3 million, $5 million or more, we work with people who are serious about their retirement plan. We, keep, we care deeply about your success in retirement. Always put your clients' interests first. We act as fiduciaries, the whole team from top to bottom. Uh, we all talk retirement planning, so it's not something that we do once in a while. It's something we do every single day for the benefit of our clients. TheKowalWay.com will give you all kinds of information. That's their website. Great website, TheKowalWay.com. You'll see all their many locations, uh, and we'll mention those throughout the program as well. Phone number, contact information. And Jeff, you and your staff, including John White, do the market updates. John, you do those twice a day in WISN. Yeah, yeah. I just did one on Thursday. And of course, we're, that's when things in Ukraine started. And, you know, there's always something to talk about um, and how it affects the markets. Uh, Friday was a little bit better than Thursday, right? Oh, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a good day in the markets that day. Uh, yeah, the Ukraine-Russian thing. I mean, this is something that you guys always keep your eye on, work with clients and, and monitor things. Of course, again, lines are open. I should give out that number right now. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line to reach us on the retirement clinic is 799-1130. Coming up in the show today, Aaron Kowal joins us for the Boss Minute Business Owner Savings and Security. And that comes up after our first break. We have the sexy segment about wealth management and uh, preservation. That's every show a feature, but that's all later in the hour. Right now, John, kick things off. What do you got for us? Right. So this morning, I'm going to talk about Monte Carlo simulation. Uh we all know where Monte Carlo is. It's in Europe, and it's very famous for its beautiful uh, seaside locations and vistas, casinos, big super yachts. And, of course, in the casinos, there's a lot of gambling going on. And what we do for our clients when we do a financial plan is we run what's called a Monte Carlo simulation. I think a way to really explain it in one sentence is it allows financial advisors to convert investment chances into choices. Uh but it is all about assumptions and using probabilities. Um, so one of the assumptions, well, there's a few assumptions we make. The first one is we assume that our clients are going to live a long, healthy life and make it to age 100 in their financial plan. Uh, we assume that they're going to spend the same dollar amount every single year in retirement at a 3% inflation rate. Uh, that would mean that $50,000 today would be about $140,000 by the time they're in the year 2057, if they're retiring in 2022. Um, so that'd be a 35-year retirement. And that they're getting a certain rate of return on their investments. Uh, we can tweak that, but we typically run with 5% just to be safe. 
Uh, we don't want to run it at 12% because everything would look great. We want to be a little bit more conservative. And then we use all these assumptions and we run it up against the randomness of the market. Uh, and this is where the probabilities part comes in. So stick with me here because I've got an illustration. We're not going anywhere. Here we go. I've got, I've got this nice copper coin that you have, this, this Donald Trump copper coin here. Yep. Um, so if I flip the coin once, what's the chance it's going to land on heads? 50%. Bingo, right? Well, let's say I flip the coin 10 times. What is the probability it's going to land on heads 10 times? 50%. Nope. It's 0.0977%. Why, why am I so off? Because there's 10 flips yeah. and we're compounding the flips. Ah. Right? Okay. So you have 10 chances, right? But if you compound them together, it's 0.097%. That you get 10 in a row. 10 that heads, heads 10 times in a row. 10 times in a row. Wow, this is a good bar discussion to have with somebody, right? <laughs> so, Pull out a coin. Do 10 flips and getting 10 heads 10 times in a row. That yeah. The probability is? 0.0977%. Oh, so okay, see, I, I misread your question. Yeah, now yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So 10 times, it's all about getting it in a row. In, in a, a sequence, row. Right? Well, yeah, what are the odds of getting 10 in a row, right? Right. So now the probability really drops, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go a little bit further. What if we flip the coin 1,000 times? What is the chances of getting heads 630 times in a row? Out of 1,000? Yeah. Not in a row, just out of 1,000. 630 yeah. oh, yeah. times out of 1,000. Out of 1,000. Yeah. Like the zero point, whatever you just said? Zero point zero zero zero. So there's, think the number zero, yep. the decimal point, then 14 zeros, and then the number four. In other words, yeah. virtually nil. Yeah. So they call it four times 10 to the 15th power. So whenever you hear the 15th power, think about 15 zeros behind it, basically. Right? In other words, it ain't happening. I mean, right. it, it, the slimmest of slimmest chances. Right? So how does this relate to Monte Carlo? Well, a study was done on perfect market timing. Uh, the study was done from 1926 to 1993. And it was showing what would happen to $1. And had you invested it in the U.S. stock market from 1926 to 1993, and you perfectly timed the markets where you got in at the low and you got out at the high and you perfectly timed it, that $1 would become, in today's dollars, $690 million. Just $1. Um, and, of course, that sounds great, right? I mean, what an investment return that is. The trouble is, is like with all probabilities, the chance of this happening is pretty much zero. It's not going to happen. Yeah, pre it's like predicting an outcome in gambling. Right. It it's impossible. It is. So... But let's just say for argument's sake, because I, I want people, you know, people do want to time things perfectly, right? It's human nature. But let's, let's just say for argument's sake that you were right 50% of the time with your perfect market timing. What are the chances of being right 50% of the time? Well, that number is 0.5 times 10 to the 816th power. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's a lot. That's 816 zeros. It ain't happening. Even being right 50% of the time is not going to happen. So when people try and time the market, I'd say the odds are very, very, very much against them. But what if you did nothing? What if you just invested a dollar in 1926, you kicked back in your chair, and you just let it run? Well, today, that dollar would be worth about $637. Or that's an annualized compound return of 12%. Um, Starting with a dollar in 1926. And running it to 1993. That's what this study was showing. 637 bucks? Six hundred. Just just doing nothing. Yeah. Just not timing just, things, just staying invested. Correct. Um, 
What about a dollar in U.S. bonds from 1926 to 1993? It'd be worth $9.20. And what if you had the worst market timing where you sold at the low and bought at the high every single time from 1926 to 1993? It'd be worth negative 0.009 cents. Oh, man. So, you know, you're losing. So... What, what we're trying to do here is when we run these Monte Carlo analysis is we're running the likelihood of you not running out of money in retirement. Yeah. So every year you're spending your money, every year we're assuming you live to 100. Uh, what we'll do is we'll take those assumptions and the randomness in the market and we'll run it a thousand times with different sequences of returns. So we'll run it in one sequence where the market does nothing but go up every single year no matter what. And of course, the chance of that happening is 0.3%, where it goes up every single year. Likewise, on the other end, this is what most people fear when they go to retire, is that the market does nothing but go down for all of their retirement. Well, the good news there is the chance of that happening is 0.3%. So what you're going to find is you're going to fall in the middle somewhere. Does, does everybody live 200? Of course not, John, right? But there, I, if you just Google this, we're living longer. Mm-hmm. The life expectancy for both males and females. Now, maybe... COVID change? I'm not sure, Jeff, if it did or not, but we talk about this on this program all the time. Kids born today will probably live to be older than 100 years old. Good news and bad news, right? The bad news, they have to pay for it. Right. You have to have money to live all those years. Right. I mean, or work. Right. $50,000 today will be $140,000 in the year 2057. So that's that inflation, that 3% inflation running away. And so we have to be invested to keep up with inflation so that you don't run out of money. So when we run these stress tests on your portfolio, I like to see a number around 83%. That means that the probability is very high. You're never going to get a 100% Monte Carlo score because there's always 1% that's set aside for the unknown unknown. (laughs) Um, Things you can't see coming, right? Um, But, you know, when, when you look at 1926 to 1993... There was a lot of stuff going on then. We had World War II, we had Vietnam, we had a president assassinated in office. We had all sorts of nasty stuff that would affect the markets. We've had recessions, we've had massive amounts of inflation. It covers quite a range of time. And what it's telling people is don't panic, stay invested. Don't let the news anchor on TV tell you what to do with your money. <laughs> oh, that's the best yeah. advice all day. Right. Well, the, you know what? Is the the media's influence watching too much information, TMI we call it, can really screw you up at, in, in general in life, but also in your investments because it changes every day. Who knows the accuracy of the information that you're getting? Uh, with everything going on in the world right now, right, exactly, and and it's and it's hard, right? You know, it's hard to to stay the course when there's all these things going on. It can be very challenging, but that's what we're doing with our clients. We're sitting down with them and rationalizing things, getting everyone to take a step back and look at their situation and go, okay, what can we do? There's things we can control, like your allocation to your risk, uh, but there's a lot of things out of our control, and that's my job is to walk clients through why they should be investing, and, and the rational case for it. And we want our clients walking away from their retirement plan going, okay, I can retire now. I feel good about my probability of retirement. Yeah, so um, in other words, less anxiety, right? Bingo, right. Yeah, sleep better at night knowing right. that you're set. Yeah, because the Monte Carlo simulation, it cannot account for human behavior. That's one thing it is restricted by. If, if a client is, is unfortunately panicking, we can't score a, a number for that. You know, and so if we can talk people off the ledge and say, "Come back, come back to us," <laughs> yep. we're, we're going to be just fine. I was almost in Monte Carlo once, Jeff, on one of the cruises, but I never took the ride. 
<laughs> to, to get there. It is fun. It's it's a fun place to be. It's an interesting place. You know, Beautiful, Lamborghinis right? Lamborghinis are like, well, they're very common. Right. Uh, Lamborghini would be like a, a Toyota Camry over here, yes. right? They're all lined up outside of the casino. It's pretty. It's a pretty interesting place. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about gambling. You talked about life expectancy, Paul and, and John. Um it, for the last 20 years, life expectancy has expanded because of medical technology. But there was one year, I think two years ago, that the life expectancy actually dropped because of suicides and drug overdoses, that there was a, a lower life expectancy. Um, we sent out a video to clients this week when the market was, was tanking. It was down 800 points, I think it was at the time we sent the video out to our clients, saying that. You know, be calm, and I want to go into a little more detail about that. And then it was up a thousand points in the next two days. So, so patience while we're looking for opportunities. Um, First Trust, we 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 like Brian Westbury from First Trust. Uh, he's he, he came out with this this week. He said late last year we unveiled our stock market forecast for 2022 projecting the S&P 500 would rise to 5250 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average would be $40,000 by the end of this year. Oops, then we have Russia invading Ukraine, a recognition that inflation is more persistent. So he looked at this again and he said, reaching our year-end targets now because the markets had dropped, uh, the, it's going to have to be up 20.7% for the S&P 500, 17.4% for the rest of the year. And he says, I, I don't see a reason to change those targets. So he's still sticking with 40000 on the Dow for the end of the year. Really? Yes. You, I thought that that was pretty interesting. The thing is, it's always the fear of the unknown. We can't yes. predict the future, Jeff. Well, he talks about the Olympics. He talks about um, uh, Ukraine. And he says that's unlikely to change a long-term outlook for corporate profits. Hmm. has little to do right. with corporate profits because they might try the the Biden administration might try to exert pressure on Russia through economic and financial sanctions but other countries like China and Germany have strong interest in continuing it and working with the Russians he says meanwhile for the long time for the time being inflation is likely to be equities friend not the foe companies with pricing power commodities companies and materials firms in particular should do well. In other words, if they can pass the, the, the inflation on to consumers, companies are going to do fine. Yeah. What are you investing in when you invest in the markets? You invest in companies. And he says that they're still going to be fine. He said corporate profits, this is Brian Westbury from First Trust, corporate profits for the first quarter were up 19.7% versus a year ago, up 21.2% versus pre-COVID peak at the end of 2019, and it's at a record high. Bottom line is that the winds of change are blowing hard in 2022. COVID is winding down. Borders are in flux. Monetary policy is in for a major and long overdue shift. In spite of these changes, we think equities are likely to rebound from recent strife and work their way higher this year. He says the bull market won't last forever, but he's thinking it's still going to last this year. And the reason no we, bull market lasts forever, Jeff. Right? You always will see a correction throughout the years. It's an extended period of time. You always have corrections, but the long-term bull market yeah. is still going to go up. You bring up a great point. We mentioned this to our clients this week that on average, since World War II, we have a correction. A correction is defined as where the S and P 500 goes down by more than 10 percent. So, so we have a correction on average. Every 18 months since World War II. So it's over the last seven years. Every 18 months. Got to think 18. about this. Every year and a half, 10%. 10%. On average, it takes four months to recover. So it drops 
it takes four months to recover. We think that's going to take a little longer than this because of economic conditions and because of the current administration. So we think it's going to be more like the... Uh, uh, Uncle, towards, Uncle, Joe, Uncle Joe's impact you're talking about. Uncle Joe's impact. You know, the, the I'm holding in my hand a smartphone. It's an iPhone. We were on vacation recently. I, I'm telling you, it's too much information. There's people constantly looking at the Dow. Oh, the Dow. I heard conversations down 500 today, down 500. Yesterday was up 500. Is there too much information for your average casual investor? Do we pay too Do we overreact, John? I guess is my question. You know, it's really interesting. When I was younger, uh, I, when I was living in Scotland, I went to this lecture hall in Edinburgh. Or, um, oh, and uh, it was a university. And, and what was going on was it was a video link-up between someone in Edinburgh, Scotland, to someone in Boston. And it was on a computer screen. So it was my first look at Skype. And this was back in 1994. Oh, that's early. Right? And the guy said to us, he said, think about how this is going to change the world. You know, where we can talk instantaneously over video on the internet. And this is, no one had email addresses back then, right? Um, but he did say one of the consequences of having the internet, I'll never forget this, I was a very impressionable kid, but he said, we're going to have to filter out all this information because there's just going to be so much of it and it can be very overwhelming. So too much information. And then the next step, Jeff, is the source you get it from, is it accurate? Well, that's that's true too. You got to be careful with that. But there's a big difference between having data and having information, and converting that to knowledge and wisdom. How does it apply to your situation? You can have all this data in the world, and we have it. We have access to it. We say that we're a local firm with a global reach, licensed in 27 states. But still, how do you, what good are we if if all we do is is regurgitate the same data that everybody else gets? Yeah, it's how do you convert that to to wisdom and knowledge about your situation? How does it apply to your situation with all that stuff that's out there? And not panic to every day's news, right? And not to time the market like we talked about before. Yep. The Monte Carlo syndrome, Monte Carlo effect. What's it called, John? Uh, it's the Monte Carlo simulation. Simulation. So we're running a thousand different sequences against your retirement plan to, f- to answer basically the question, can you retire so that you don't have to retire again? <laughs> you don't have to go back to work. So uh, uh, Monte Carlo is used in a lot of movies and stuff as a background too, right, Jeff? Different Monte Carlo, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm fascinated yeah, I mean, by the, the place. The idea is the same. The, the, you're, you're looking yeah, about yes, probability. I'm just talking about but, the, the place that I failed to go to when I was right there. <laughs> but what, we, what we talk about with this especially, John was alluding to that. All of our clients think that the day that they retire is the day that the market's going to tank, and it's going to stay that way for two years. We're going to duplicate 2008 all over again, and the, the market, quote, unquote, is just waiting for me to retire. And what John does, he actually does a very good job with this. He does what's called a bad timing simulation. Say that's you. Say that the day that you retire, you have $2 million bucks, $2 million when you leave work, and then it drops 30% in two years. How do you recover from that? So you lose $600,000. Can you still maintain the same standard of living having lost that kind of money? That's the type of thing that we go through. We say, how much are you spending? We'll look at inflation. Look at rate, at modest rates of return. Um, and, and do you still have enough money that's going to last the rest of your life? Which is the goal. Yeah, and we try to blow through life expectancy. So if life expectancy is 85 what John was saying is that we run to age 100. We don't want to be. We don't want you to have to go back to work and retire twice. Which some people have done, right? We've heard stories. Oh, yeah, they've had to go back to work. Right, retired and then just realized, well, I'm going to have to get 
going to work again because I don't have enough. So even at times like this, we'll say, remember when we walked through this with you? And John's, very, again, very good at this. He says, you know, we talked about the market dropping, and we don't have 100% in the market for, I don't think, any of our clients. So even if the market goes down that much, it's not, you know, our clients won't feel the effect of it that much because we do asset allocation. We have a, a combination of fixed investments along with uh, 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 equity investments. But we still say, what happens if the first couple of years you get beat up after you retire? Can you still retire and not worry about yeah, it? Yeah, that, that is a good point. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, come back, a few texts, a few phone calls coming in. We've got Aaron Kowal's Boss Minute for business owners. That's coming up as well, the sexy segment. We're in studio live, WISN's Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal and John White. I'm Paul Cronforst. Our locations are in Waukesha. Port Washington and Ozaukee County, right on Lake Michigan. The latest edition was Racine. That's right off the freeway at Highway 20 and Phoenix, Arizona. Check out thekowalway.com or simply call 262-522-4040. That's the number for the Kowal Investment Group. The retirement specialist will be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Selling small business is complex. In order to ensure you are fully prepared and ready to sell your business, you should do these eight things before you list and sell. Determine the fair market value of your business to ensure your asking price is within a justifiable range. Two, enlist ATM professionals to help you through the transaction. You'll need legal, tax, and business advice to ensure the sale goes as smoothly as possible. Three, consider the right deal structure. Traditionally, there are four types of deals. Cash up front, SBA financing, seller financing, or some type of earnout. This is where the help of a business broker comes in. They can help you determine the right structure. Four, make sure your financials are in order. You'll want to show revenue, cost of goods, payroll hours, operating expenses, and net profits. Five, get your documents in order. After you've accepted a buyer's offer, the buyer will request specific documents for due diligence. Your CPA or business broker can help you with a list of standard documents requested so you can be prepared before you sell. Six, if you've been commingling personal and business expenses, stop. Aside from legal concerns of mixing the two, it causes all sorts of problems for your business valuation. Seven, keep things confidential. Selling your business is not like selling your home. It should remain confidential throughout the entire process. And eight, get a proper offer in writing. This is much more than a letter of intent. You'll need a purchase agreement outlining the price, terms, due diligence period, documents, contingencies, and closing date, just to name a few points. Rely on your legal team to draft and review all documents. With these steps and the right team in place, you will help put your business in the best position to sell. If you need help with the sale of your business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Yes, that's Aaron Kowal, today's boss, Minute Business Owner Savings and Security. And welcome back. We continue with John White and Jeff Kowal live in studio. It's the Retirement Clinic on WI. I sent some questions both on the phones and texts that are coming in. So let's do that. Let's go to Heartland. On WISN, the Accident Mortgage Line is open at 414-799-1130. Mike, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for taking my call. 
Hey, in the theme of the running out of money thing, it kind of, I, I'm 62. My wife and I are both 62. We're retired. And we're do, we did pretty well, and I think we should be all set. But I always cringe when I hear people, God, I'm worried about running out of money. In this country? <laughs> I mean, even if you run the table and you're in your 80s, you're never out of money. With Social Security, you go on Medicare. I always have a saying that when your funeral comes, you don't want too many happy faces at your funeral. <laughs> and what I'm saying is, don't do you have clients where you would say, hey, you've worked for 40, 50 years. Don't you want to kind of spend this money and, and have some fun with it? And I just I, sometimes I, th- I see people in their 70s and 80s, and these are relatives of mine, friends. They always, if there was a stroke or something happened, I've always, I always I hear this many times. You're I one step away from I wish I would have. I wish I would have done this. I oh. wish I would have taken that trip. I wish I would have bought that Corvette that I always wanted. You know what? So, Mike, you have a really overall great question on retirement savings and how much you need if you're going to spend it all. I thought you were going to say, I always hear that you're one step or one medical bill away from personal bankruptcy, which does happen. So let's do this. Let's bounce this off. John and Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Um, Basically, what it comes down to is every client is different that we work with. Some clients, it's very important they leave money for their children. Uh, Other clients, they like like Mike is saying, they want to spend all their money in retirement and run it to zero and bounce a check to the grave digger. Um, I mean, there's so many different scenarios out there. And what we want to do is make a personalized, customized plan that reflects the client's wishes. Um, so it's not a one size fits all. Um, every client is different. I like his run the table. What if you run the table? I like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, there are a couple of different scenarios. One is that we have clients that say, you know, my parents died in their 60s. I'm never going to make it to 85. I'm never going to make it to 100. So we'll back it up to 80 and say, okay, if, if our plan is to, to do it to age 80, uh, if, if that's going to be. Uh, uh, but we don't want you to have to go back to work at 75 because you miscalculate. So we might do that. The other thing we do, and this is kind of what you were alluding to, Mike, which I think is a great idea, which we do for our clients. Most of them are healthy and active in the first 10 years or 12 years after retirement. So we'll say, what happens if you, you always dream about doing this vacation, you talk, talk about buying that car, getting that vacation home. What if we do that? What if we front end load it, get all the things that you want? Even with that, will you have enough money to last the rest of your life? So you don't have to give up that standard of living. You don't have to give up those retirement dreams just because we're doing it. Like a Corvette. You, I love the new Corvettes, by the way. They look like Lamborghini. Friend of mine is getting one of those. And they're, they're actually sort of affordable in that range for yeah, a new Corvette? If you can get one. But they are limited edition, limited supply. And a friend of mine is getting one. Oh, he's so excited. So, Mike, and you said this. You said in this country, it's almost like a limited supply. You got Social Security. Mike, for you, Social Security might be enough, but I don't think others, that's not near enough to live for monthly, no, monthly income. Is the government the government supplements a lot of people. The people that are strictly on Social sure. Security today, if you ask, they have this assistance, that assistance. I'm not saying it's a great place to be, but you know, there's a slogan of retirement that someone told me once, and it stuck with me. Your 60s are your go-go years. Your 70s are your slow-go years. And your 80s are your no-go years. And I'm not saying people can't be active in their 80s. But if you take that, what the gentleman just said before, you kind of want to front end, do the bigger trips, do the other things that maybe people in their 80s or if you hit 90s, you just can't do anymore physically. It, and it, I agree with that. Yeah. No, those are, those are all good comments. But John mentioned something, and he said one size does not fits all. 
yeah. fit all. And, and that's just, that's so true. So for Mike, that might be just fine. For somebody else, they need more. They want more. Mm-hmm. Great point. They want, to, they want to spend more. Hey, real quickly, Jeff, because this is something we touched on last week. I'll read you a text. Okay. Jeff, last week you talked about withdrawing money from your 401k plan. If you quit your job... We did talk about that. You stated you would incur a 10% penalty for taking it out before the age of 59 and a half. Can you talk about the 55 rule, which sure. states that if you leave your job after 55, Jeff, I'll let you get into it, that you do not get penalized at 10%. Can you verify Correct. that? Correct. Yeah. And we talked about it a little bit, but the emphasis last week was not on the age 55 exception. It was about the new interest rates regarding the, the 72T. So Internal Revenue Code 72T was what we were talking about last week that says you can take money out of your retirement plan before you're age 59 and a half and not pay the 10% federal and 3.33% penalty, but there are certain restrictions to that. You have to do it for five years, age 59 and a half. It used to be about 1.6%. Now they'll let you go up to 5%. So that was the emphasis. But the the, the gentleman who wrote the text is absolutely right. If you, re, in the year that you reach 55 at work, between 55 and 59 and a half, you could take money out of your 401k without penalty. There's no federal, no state penalty. You still have to pay the income tax on it. But yes, if you, just to clarify that a little bit, let's say you retire at 52. You say, great, I'll wait till I'm 55 to take it out. No, you have to be retired in the year that, uh, between 55 and 59 and a half. And that has to be that plan. It can't be from that plan. It can't be from a prior plan, from another one. So I'll just wait till I'm 55 and take it out without penalty. It's just the plan that you're active in at that time. It's between 55 and 59 and a half that you could take it out penalty free. Is it called the 55 rule? It is a rule, uh, 55 okay. rule, yes. Rule 55. Yeah, no, it's a 55 rule. Yeah. So good questions, good yeah, texts. Yeah, really good questions. Now, Jeff, you want to talk about protecting your spouse's 401k plan and, and give some advice to our listeners. And as again, if you're just joining us, the Retirement Clinic is live with Jeff Kowal, John White, the sexy st- segment still coming up. Time for phone calls and questions on the Accident Mortgage Line. It's open at 799-1130. Yeah, our sexy segment's going to be about unintended beneficiaries, and that always bothers people. Because you don't want to have the, your money going to the wrong people, that's for sure. So this is uh, uh, what protection do spouses get in company plans? The federal ERISA, that's E-R-I-S-A. It's Employees Retirement Income Security Act. And I always joke about this. We used to call it every rotten idea since Adam. But that's that's a different. It's, it's Employees Retirement Income Security Act. ERISA. ERISA, yes. Two types of ERISA financial protection for spouses. Um, that, that you get through uh, IRA, through a 401k, not through IRAs, through 401ks or through pension plans. The first type, uh, plan auto, those plans automatically treat the married participant's spouse as a beneficiary, unless the participant signs off on it. So you have to have written consent. An offshoot rule is the requirement without spousal consent, a, spouse, a surviving spouse of a married participant who dies before retirement must be paid in form of annuity if it's a pension uh, 401k. Let me give you an example. Um, Martina participates in a 401k plan. Uh, she's designated her brother, Nicholas, as her 401k beneficiary, but her husband, Daniel, never signed off on it. So while participating in a plan, she's still married to Daniel. Martina dies. Plan must pay the benefit to her husband because he never signed off on it. He Oops. never said it was okay oh, for her brother to get the money. That's a key part of it. The other one is example two is a pension plan. 
Michael is an uh, ERISA-covered pension plan. He's married to Hannah when he retires. Got that so far? Yeah. He wants to receive an annuity from the plan that will pay him over his lifetime with no spousal benefit. So there are different levels you can have at the uh, lifetime or 50% to a spouse or 100% to a spouse. Each level you get a lower amount of income. So he says, I want to get the higher amount. I want to get the highest amount and leave nothing to her. She didn't sign off on that. So the only way he can do that, uh, the, the, only, the plan can only play Michael this type of annuity is if Hannah consents. If she doesn't consent, he can still renew, receive an annuity over his lifetime. But if she survives him, she must get 50%. So he has to take a little bit of a reduction because she has to get 50%. Because if she's not willing to sign off on 100%, he has no choice. Mm. So it's a good thing. There are some good spousal protections in 401k plans and in pension plans for the spouse. I think that's, that's very good. Yeah, really good stuff, Jeff. And let's take a break so we have time for that sexy segment. What did you say it's about today, Jeff? Unintended beneficiaries. So you don't want your money to go to somebody that you don't like. It's coming up next. It's or a- don't know. Well, I don't want somebody I don't know getting any of my money, right? You got to listen up. Uh, That's coming up next. Yeah, that would be unintended for sure. John White in studio. Jeff Kowal is here as well with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. More info at thekowalway.com or call them at 262-522-4040. And you all know our number. If you want to call WISN on the Acunet line, we're here till 11 a.m. Live every Saturday, 799-1130. We'll be right back. The sexy segment about wealth management and preservation. Welcome back. We continue the retirement clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. The retirement specialist, Jeff Kowal, is here. John White in studio. All right. Unintended beneficiaries, Jeff, is your topic. Okay, let's back up a little bit. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Wealth management and and preservation. So if you have a million, five million, ten million dollars or more, how do you preserve it? grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs. And pass it on to the people that you want to get it. This uh, 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 article is f- uh, from, I can't see where it's from, Money List, Market Watch, from Market Watch. It says, we don't want to receive, we don't, we do not want him to receive anything from our estate. How do we ensure our son-in-law does not get his hands on our money? Okay, here's just a little bit of background. Here's a scenario with your daughter and your son-in-law. You pass away, your daughter gets your money. She passes away, the son-in-law gets the money. He, he remarries a woman with kids. Her kids could eventually get your money. And that's, that's how you get to someone who's, who you've never met. The next wife of your daughter's uh, or your son-in-law could potentially be your beneficiary. So how do you prevent that? Um, so the, the the article goes on to say, our daughter is separated from her husband. It doesn't appear that they will be getting divorced. So how do I keep my money away from him? Um, we're in our 70s. We have one daughter who's a sole beneficiary of our estate. 
and they live in Ohio. She's separated from husband. They're not getting back together. They don't have any kids. So it's a little less of a complication. But the, we do not want them to receive anything from our estate. If we leave all of our daughter, we'll have a... It, if we leave it all to our daughter, will he have any claim on the proceeds? Um, and he said that the, your daughter may have reasons for not getting divorced, and that may change over time. But if you and your wife were to pass away and leave her your estate, your son-in-law would not be entitled to $1. That's the start of it. However, unless the money becomes commingled with marital assets, that's where the complication is. If, for instance, she deposited the money in a joint bank account, he gets some of it. He gets half, yep, right? Yep. It depends on the state. Yep. Yeah, but on the state. Then it would be hard to claim those funds as separate property if it's mixed in in joint accounts. Well, but, wait, I put all the money in. Well, how do you know that? You know, because if time goes on, um, this law firm in Ohio says, uh, give more nuanced examples. Suppose you still own, oh, on your home and your vacation property. You decide to pay off both of those mortgages with the inheritance money. Those properties belong to both you and your spouse. Yes. So you've taken that inherited money, paid off both houses. So does he have a claim to it? Yeah. Uh, so the good news is if the federal tax exemption is 12 minutes, so there won't be any uh, estate taxes. But you could set up a revocable trust for your daughter, one that could alter during your lifetime. That's why it's re called revocable is one way to providing an income to your daughter rather than one lump sum. It would protect her inheritance if she is unduly influenced by her husband. And stay with her. And stay with her. So revocable means you can make a change in that trust at any can, time. Yes, the parents can make a change in the trust. She gets the income from the trust. And the principal stays in tax, so she's not using that money to commingle. So and it's as simple as putting her name in that trust. Not it's your son-in-law. It's not that simple, and you have to be careful with it. But, you, yeah, you're trying to exclude him, so you're trying to keep the principal intact because if the lump sum gets to her, so you're get, trying to give her the income rather than the principal. So if the principal gets to her and she cold mingles it with her husband's money, he gets the money. So if they ultimately right. even divorce, he's able to take now, that half of the and money Now, there's a him. big but here, right? Some listeners might go, but I love my son-in-law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. If they stay married and the marriage is intact and they live a long, happy life, she's yes. the beneficiary. It's her money. That means she can share with them. And with kids, there are th things you could do like purse derpies or you could send a purse derpies means it goes down the line. So that doesn't, it goes from the, uh, the to, to the parent to the kid, not across. It doesn't go to the husband or wife. It goes down to the kids. Yeah. So there are certain things that you can do. Again, this is a complicated area. We work with a lot of uh, partners that are, are attorneys that, that we trust, that we like, and they work in estate planning. They're not uh, chasing ambulances by day and doing estate planning by night. They're doing <laughs> right. estate planning all the time. There's specialized attorneys specialized that attorneys. just do estate planning. Trust, wills, and all of that. Yeah, so if you're worried about unintended beneficiaries, the trust can be private, so nobody has to know about it. But you can make sure that by seeing a competent estate planning attorney uh, that, that you can get this type of work done and make sure that you don't have unintended beneficiaries. Unintended. That's good stuff, Jeff. I'm just kind of thinking this through. Uh, you leave it in my case. I have a son-in-law, right, who, who I would love to 
leave my assets to. What's wrong with just putting my daughter's name on it, though? No, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing, because it, it, it will go to her, and if they're happy and they stay married, then, you but know. But there are scenarios that if something happens to your daughter and your husband and her husband gets it, and I'm just, mm, I he's a wonderful saying. human being. I've met him. He's a great guy. Yes, he's a police officer. And he'll be a great father to your kids, but what if he remarries? And those assets end up, and then in, you know, he marries, remarries with somebody with kids. Yeah. <laughs> you can't rule from the grave, Paul, There's, but you can ah. you can try to, to to do something. And let's say he marries a wonderful woman, and she has kids, right? And then that's your money potentially going to her kids that I never also, met. That you never that met. I don't know. That I have no emotional connection or blood connection so to you, at you, all. you can't control everything but you could do the best job possible with a great competent attorney that again specializes in, in estate planning that's that's you know that's out and independent not part of another big group or something just you know somebody that does the estate planning all the time and it has your best interest at heart i love the line you can't reel from the grave which uh, you could try, but uh, it only goes so far. But emphasizes even more that you got to have a proper plan while you're still here. Yep. Yep. Get your affairs in order. You always hear that, right? A proper estate plan. Absolutely. Great stuff. Today's sexy segment brought to you by Jeff Kowal, John White, and the Kowal Investment Group. We'll be right back with the retirement clinic. By the way, the bumper music all showed the entire hour. Imagine Dragons. Why? Because John was at the Fiserv last night <laughs> and watched them. We'll be right back on WISN. Out of time for the retirement clinic. John White, thank you so much for your time today. We can reach out to you off the air. Yeah, that's right. Call us at 262-522-4040. That's 262-522-4040. Or visit us online at thecoalway.com. You can get an appointment scheduled through the website also. And yeah, we'd love to see you. Help you with your retirement planning. TheCowalWay.com in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, and in Racine. Jeff Kowal, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too, Paul. Stay tuned. Coming up, news and weather in WISM Milwaukee.